0: And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the Holly Jolly Plague Week 41 of the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guests. He's a comedian and former lead reindeer for Santa's sleigh. It's David, the regular-nosed Huntsburger. And she's a writer and general manager of the North Pole Custard Liquors in the Elvin Football League. It's Wendy, the mistletoe molyneux. Tone Zone is here to celebrate the old-fashioned way by sprinkling himself with the blood of sacrificed animals then drinking ale till he passes out at the feet of the Yule Goat. I'm her husband Daniel saying hop on board the Love Slay and say ho 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 to your new best friend, Allison Rosen.
1: Allison.
2: Friend.
3: Hello, my little Scotcheroos! Welcome to another exciting episode of Alison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon! Patreon by Angela D. And she said it is a peanut butter flavored rice crispy treat covered in melted chocolate and butterscotch. That sounds delicious to me. Uh, if you would like to send in a carbohydrate that I can call you. And also if you'd like to see this video, if you'd like behind the scenes content bonus episodes every week, so much access to me, you'll beg me to leave you alone. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. If you sign up for a year, you get two months free. You can also sign up monthly. Um, I would like to say hello to my guests on what is the second to last Thursday show of 2020 good riddance to this year Wendy molyneux hello. hello hi welcome back Thank you it's nice to be back It's nice to have you back I can't wait to catch up and I have to ask you a question about children and presents Dave okay. Hutsberger hello. hello hi how's it going Oh good how are you I am good and I would have a question for you, except your baby is is too young to be a factor in this. <laughs> okay. Tony, hello. You did it. I did it. <laughs> yeah. I I you know, it was never a problem. And then I started forgetting to introduce you. And then I remembered again. And then last week I forgot again. It for people like- who are charting it at home, yes. who are putting a little thumbtack for each week. But I did it this time.
0: You did. It seems like the more generally, the more you talk about it, then the more often you forget. I've noticed. Seems like when it wasn't ever talked about, then it was just like it always happened. But I guess obviously there was no reason to talk about it if it wasn't happened. Oh, this is a uh, this is crazy. Wow. Now.
3: This is like those. <laughs> this is like for my brain. It's like those finger cuffs.
0: Yep. <laughs> that's what. It, that's like what the I
3: was more, going for. Yeah. Like the more I. Th- hmm. So the more I think about it, it's like I'm ma- I'm I'm making it a thing and then psyching myself out, maybe?
0: I mean I'm no expert, but that that's just an observation from an outsider.
3: But <gasps> you're okay. an insider.
0: Well, depends on how you <laughs> not look to out. my brain though.
3: <laughs> so what I was gonna say is that I think maybe, Tony, the reason that this time I remembered is because you are in such a festive location. Like you have been slowly stepping up your holiday spirit to the point where it is more festive possibly than Allie McKay's background. You've got multiple Christmas trees, there's lights. There's stuff glinting off of your gold records. I mean, it's just Christmased out. And then you got me with my like pretty sad background, but I've got a few lights happening. And then you've got Dave who's in like a bunker and there's no Christmas. And then Wendy just switched her background. And now I it's did. like a I Hallmark movie. It I felt competitive.
1: It <laughs> felt competitive.
3: But now just, it's virtual. So my arms are like disappearing into it and stuff. Yeah.
0: Who needs so, your arms? I don't it's know. a podcast. I
3: definitely don't. <laughs> and while we're talking backgrounds, again, you can see this video on Patreon. Um, do I look like someone in like a, I could have used a V8 commercial to you guys. Do I look off center no. Because it feels, it's not off-center, but it feels tilted. Like my computer is on a box and it feels not upright.
2: That's your go-to things are a little askew is you could have used a V8? <laughs>
3: well, no. It, no t- today it is. You I remember don't... those commercials? The person <laughs> will be, oh, you don't?
1: Yeah. I mean, you're like sideways sounds, and then yeah. somebody bonks you on the head
3: and it's like, you could have used a V8. Yeah, it's like someone oh. walking down their office hall, but they're, they're diagonal.
2: Ah, no, at mm-hmm. least don't ring a bell. But that sounds very um, in line with what I think the advertising crew at V8 would would come up with. Straighten you right out, V8. We'll straighten That's you right. out, We're
3: V8. It doesn't really make sense, actually. Like, why would a blend of vegetable juices make you walk straight? Wendy, you work in television. What do
1: you think? Well, because all the vegetables, when you eat them, they go to one side of your body. <laughs> And if you don't have any, then the meat side starts to get heavier. The left side is the meat side. so if you eat a lot of meats and cheeses and other like pastas and stuff, your body will slowly <laughs> actually list to the left because that's where all that food goes. That's the left half of your body. I always and so heard then you eat the, the opposite. vegetables well, i don't i i mean. I guess you could hear the opposite. It doesn't change the facts. And then if you eat the vegetables, <laughs> it'll get heavier on the right side and your body will go straighter again.
3: Now, so, this is like your left side, like if not, if I'm looking at you.
1: Yeah, no, not stage left or stage right or whatever. It's like your own personal body, your left side. Now, David, you might be talking about how some people like you can be right brained or left brain, but for mm. some people, those um, hemispheres are switched at birth. So some people do, you're right, store their meats and cheeses in their right side. But you could tell very easily, just eat a bunch of meat and cheese one day and see which way you're listing, right or left. I but have a V8 like on that hand. Was,
2: that was always kind of when I was dating one of my first questions, like are you <laughs> yeah. meat left or meat right? And most mm-hmm. people I felt like were meat right. And uh, they would I don't just know. Some people are born meat left and then become meat right. I, no, I don't but think so.
1: that's not possible.
2: You can't switch.
1: No, no, no. It's like when you're born, it's a thing, like which side, because it goes down which tube, your meat tube or your veggie tube. And then
3: those are into different sides of your body. Have you ever gotten a piece of meat caught in your veggie tube? Oh, man.
2: (laughs) Yeesh. Yeah, very uncomfortable.
3: It's very bad. It's very uncomfortable. Um, You know, since we're talking about things you consume, I think we should start with my signature segment that I never remember the name of, Yes Please or Oh Please. And we, again, this show is not about diplomacy. It's not about getting along. We're about fresh, hot, from the gut takes that maybe are going to get us canceled about things that affect all of us. Let's hear the song, Tony. He said, yes, please,
2: give me some of that. Oh, oh please, that's much rap.
3: Someone boiling tea. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I like I it. did not know that
1: my husband <laughs> asked me if I wanted some tea. And I said, yes, but I thought it was already heated. But now we got a nice, oh, did I tell you my, oh, no, we're in the middle of a segment. I'll tell you my teapot <laughs> story afterwards. Okay. Don't let me forget. Can't. No, I want to hear it now. Okay. <laughs> it's very short. I put in a shipped order to get a teapot because we had just moved and we never had a teapot in our old house. And I was like, I want a teapot. And um, they asked, it was a 20, the teapot cost, I think $24 and 77 cents they charged me (laughs) $24,778. And I can send you the receipt, Allison, so you can put it on your site. I would love to know that I'm not kidding. I got a notification and my phone that was like, your shopper has finished shopping. Your bill is like $25,000. And I was (laughs) like, Oh no. Like I didn't know whether a crime was in progress or there was a simple mistake with a decimal. It turned out to be the latter, but it was an absolute freak out for me. And then I loved it. Once it was all settled, I was like, I love that I have a receipt that I paid $25,000 for a teapot.
3: Did the shopper not realize this had happened? I don't know what that I
1: can't piece together. He seemed like a very nice man because he also called me on the phone and said, it's all been straightened out. I guess I, you know, I think at the checkout, they charged me $25,000 for a teapot.
3: That's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It was a, yeah, it was five minutes of thrill. And then
3: nothing. <laughs> Take what you can this year. Exactly. It's been hard to come by. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and that reminds me, I have to ask you about packages, but first let's do. Oh my God. David <laughs> Huntsberger yeah. felt the pressure to Christmasify his background. And now he is upstaging all of us. You're like yeah. in da- a Christmas episode of Downton Abbey.
2: Yeah, it's, um, it's gorgeous. Thank you. It's a, it's a holiday house. Not everyone has one of those. It's been in the family for ages. I thought I'd whisk us over there. And I hope you're enjoying the journey. Yeah. We're not allowed upstairs, by the way.
3: I was going to ask which staircase. You've got two curved staircases that it looks like they take you to the same place. And I was going to ask which one you use. But have you ever been up, been up there?
2: there? Never.
3: <laughs> what goes on? I have no idea.
2: As a kid, I would get uh, zapped, like electrocuted. And it was always a different step. Sometimes I'd skip over step three, buzzed on step (laughs) five. Could never
3: tell. Huh. Do you think a crime is happening? I I have no idea.
2: No one would ever tell me. It's written in some book that's kept in a safe, but no one in my family has a key or a code or anything like that. So I I don't know.
1: They're probably just doing a Jurassic Park up there.
2: I assume so. There's probably some sort of... I guess world-changing, you know, maybe a portal, maybe a dimension-looking yeah. uh, portal shift. I don't know. I tried to fly a, a drone one time near one of the windows that was slightly ajar, and the, the drone just evaporated. It just vaporized. Whoa, so I don't know what's going on up there.
3: And I don't want to alarm you, but over your, I think it's your left, so your veggie <laughs> shoulder, Mm-hmm. It seems like there's a drunken, passed out Santa Claus or like the husk of a Santa Claus. What is that?
2: Oh, yeah. That is a um, Home Alone style necessary kind of uh, if you need a prop. He's on oh. wheels and you mm. can use a rope. It'll go back and forth in front of the window. So people just know that you're home doing Christmas stuff.
3: And then also over the same shoulder, it looks like there's like a sliding glass door into like a, f- a front desk area.
2: Yeah. That that goes into the office. That's it used to be a play area and then we put in a printer and now you mm. can go do business stuff and I well.
1: like that your mic that the background is on the mic, creating yeah. like a sort of a penis <laughs> shape towards your face. <laughs> yes, I hadn't thought of it that way, but yes. Hey,
2: what is going on there? Come on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go.
1: There you go. Hey, i put oh, no. my hand there. Look. Yeah, your a, it recognizes your hand, but it thinks the mic is part of your background. Not anymore. Your home. I just nope, That looks, looks so comfortable. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, you're gripping. So casual.
2: gripping <laughs> the mic. Wow, you guys
3: podcasting cool. Now I'm. The oh, only I have one. something oh, no. to say. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm the only one who's, and I even have Christmas lights flashing on and off, but they're like nothing yeah. compared to what. We, you know what? We're gonna have to take the show photo again at the yeah. end. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, don't let me forget that there's a lot a lot that you need to remember to remind me of um okay, so yes, please or oh, please Damn. today we're gonna be talking about eggnog, something seasonal, something that I thought everyone enjoyed. but then we did it as a snack chat on the show last year, which feels like four years ago, mm-hmm. and I've discovered that they don't. so again, we're looking for. Just speak your like Bethany Frankel does. Tell it like it is. Do you give it a yes please, which is yes, I like it, or an o oh, police, which means you want it banished from the earth? Dave, you're going to start. Okay. What what item are we discussing? Oh, oh, good eggnog. <laughs> eggnog.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought I, I thought I started thinking about previous ones we'd done, and then I was like, is this about candy corn? <laughs> eggnog makes sense. Um, we we sampled a bunch last year, right?
3: Oh, were you on that show?
2: Yeah, yeah. And that ah. was really fun. Some of them are really spicy and good. And then I think we we all changed our stances at that point as to some of the cheaper ones were horrific. And so if you've been at a party where they serve that, you're like, I hate eggnog. But mm-hmm. some of yes. the higher end ones, if you can call them that,
3: I think were pretty good. I yeah. enjoyed them. So what's your um, splashy, noisy take?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. First of all, are you interested in magic? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, my, my hot take on eggnog is we've all been through a lot this year. If someone likes eggnog, let them fucking have it. And if you don't like eggnog, don't drink it. So, I, uh, I remain somewhat impartial as far as uh, some eggnogs are good, some are not so good. And you just gotta keep trying. If you haven't had a good one yet, keep trying eggnog. You'll find one that suits your palate.
3: Don't come for that. us if you can't handle the heat. <laughs> Take that, <laughs> internet. Wendy, what about you?
1: Well, I'm, I have a Nog to recommend. Lay it on us. I've only had one nog in my life. I only had eggnog one time, and it was at my friend Brent Mitchell's house, and his mom or dad made it, and it was wonderful. Never had it since. So (laughs) as far as I know, eggnog is great at Brent Mitchell's house. The rest (laughs) of the world, I don't know. Fuck off. See, I'm being really spicy. Fuck off everyone except Brent Mitchell's family. You don't know how to make eggnog. Only the Mitchells do. But but I did also have some eggnog tea once. It was a flavor, Mm. and I found it. Quite enjoyable. So, as far as I know. Also, my only other nog is I think nog is a fun word. Yeah. And one time my husband and I, our our job used to be to write promotional advertisements for the NBC Television Network, heard of it. And we had to promote the show Joey. And I remember that Jeff that Jeff wrote a line for a joey promo where he said will you come and join me he was sitting in a hot tub and he said will you come join me for a hot nog and i liked it i liked what he said i liked when joey said hot nog (laughs) but maybe i only liked that my husband wrote it and i liked those that combo of words you like
0: a personal connection to your egg dog it seems yeah, yeah yeah i
3: liked i liked to, yeah go deep with my egg dog i remember that you describe you and jeff described that job discovering that that job exists is like finding a room in your house that you had never been into.
1: It was actually finding a door to a room you didn't know existed because the door was a friend who already worked in it.
3: Oh, nice. Had
1: we not had a friend who worked in that job, we would have never known that was a job that one could have. And then once we had it, we were like, let's never not have this job because it was a really fun job. But then now (laughs) you don't have it. No, I mean, I, now we work on, we write for TV shows, which I, I, I like very much, but I did. Now I look fondly back, like promo. I didn't take my work home at night. A lot of times it was just like, oh, you work during the day and get all your writing done on a TV show. It's like never done. So it's like Mm -hmm. stuff at night. So I don't know. I look, I also worked with great people that I loved and still love. So like, I look back fondly on that time. I wasn't like, get me out of the small town world of promo and into big time TV writing. Like, I never felt that way. I felt like, oh, what a wonderful job.
3: So I don't know.
1: Maybe I liked it.
3: Such a good attitude. Now let's drill down into this Nog situation. You had it at Brent or Brett Mitchell's? Brent's. This reminds me a little bit when, and I think I've told the story before, bald Brian, my former coworker and friend, I mean, current friend, former coworker came up to me and very quietly said, it, "At a, uh, we were at a, a, a thing that my husband was at and a bunch of people were at. He's like, remind me again. Is your boyfriend Brandon or Brendan?
2: <laughs>
3: it was Daniel. Yeah. And I said, it's neither. Um, but anyway, sorry, you said Brent. Brent. Um, so this was homemade eggnog, not yeah. out of carton. But if no, you this was it, like it, it was in a big silver pot.
1: I remember and they were
3: ladling it into
1: like nice cups, so you were getting like a whole concierge experience.
3: That sounds delicious. It was I think great. that's kind of different than the carton experience. But how come you've never attempted? Like they have it in the store around Christmas every year. How come you've never? it? I looked to get up it? the
1: recipe this year um, to see if I wanted to make it, but that's that would be just like. Just me and Jeff drinking a bunch of eggnog on Christmas. I don't know. We might get too drunk. Well, you don't have to put alcohol in it. Sure. Come on, Allison, Don't <laughs> be a baby. You have to put alcohol in it. That's what <laughs> made it <Fine>. so good.
0: <laughs> yeah. that's No, that's, I'm that's, telling you. That's where I stand with it. Like, I don't particularly care about it unless you're giving me a, a fun cocktail with it. Like.
1: Otherwise, it's like halfway to a cake, right? It's just milk and eggs and cinnamon, and it's not a cake, but it's getting there. But put some alcohol in, and you got yourself a drink.
3: I love you all, but you're all fired until you come back with hot takes.
1: I had a hot These take. Way- you I did said, yeah. put alcohol in it, or it doesn't count, and I called you a baby. <laughs>
3: you're right. That, you're right. You're right. You never know what's going to happen next when Wendy's around. <laughs> Shit, I didn't do a good job. No, you did. I, I'm just... I'm just I'm bringing the heat. Um Bring okay. Heat. So everyone so far, well Dave was a yes. Dave was in the middle. Wendy, you're a yes please if it's from Brent Mitchell's, Brent Mitchell's mom. Brent. Tony, you're a yes or please if it has <laughs> right, has alcohol. And I am a yes please. I really like it. I I yes, some of the cheaper ones tasted like bubblegum and and made me want to like pull the line if there was a lining on the inside of my mouth that i could remove and just have a new fresh mouth in there that's what i wanted to do it was gross but in general i'm yes please um and the one i particularly like is almond breeze almond nog and i think that ranked hot take pretty highly last year it did i'm gonna give you a hot
1: take on almond milk oh terrible it's dry it dehydrates your mouth it's like putting an almond in your mouth and then it takes all the water out. I don't understand how it's milk. I'll go to my grave on this one. Have get you me, tried? Come get me, big fucking almonds. Wait, are you talking care. about almond? Are you talking about almond milk? Yeah. So I can only imagine that the nog is a nogamere. <laughs>
3: <laughs> bye, bye, everyone. <laughs> Happy Christmas. I'll see I you actually, next year. The idea of dry milk, I know. Thank, thank, you, thank you. I know. I exactly what just... you mean. I know exactly what you mean, okay. but Almond Breeze is actually one of the more wet almond milks. But they're, like, also there's like a cashew milk. Almond I...
2: Breeze, we're a wet <laughs> almond milk around come, here. Come get our we milk. <laughs>
3: And so you
2: parched? Well, for 55 years, we've been brewing almond milk, fresher and more hydrated than anything you've ever drank in your life. Do
1: you like Try a wet almond milk breeze. of a wet milk? That's <laughs> <laughs> the grossest <laughs> phrase that ever was created.
2: Mm, this milk is wet. <laughs> I like it.
1: Do you have anything I could use to moisten my milk, Allison? <laughs> Just a very it, dry. Could you moisten it? Put an almond
3: in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you wanted a hot takes. You fucking stirred the pot.
3: And now here we are. I did. I did. I know. Um, okay. So here is my package question, Wendy. Uh, okay. Oh, no. Elliot is obsessed with packages arriving. This started mm. even before Christmas. Um, anytime we, we get a delivery of anything, he is like, a package drive a package drive, and he wants to open it right away. Even if it's not for him, he just wants it to be opened. How can we open – that's – how can we is his way of, try, like, hinting that he – like, how can I have something to eat? How can I this? How can we play – like, he doesn't ask directly. Um, How can we open this package is what he'll say. So – Because we're not doing any actual Christmas shopping outside the house, all the Christmas Mm -hmm. gifts have been delivered. And Daniel finally realized, we like finagled this whole thing where there's a sign that says, please put the packages behind this door. And then there's like another sign and then an arrow. And then we put out some snacks and some waters. And we're (laughs) like, please take some snacks and waters. Thank you. Have a blessed. We didn't actually say have a blessed day, but that was the message because we're asking them to like 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 go on a wild goose chase.
2: Yeah, it's like a series of notes that lead you further to more notes.
3: Did you put? Yeah. You should put
2: out like a joke bear trap at the end.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> just fun it up. It's an escape room that ends up in them leaving the packages. <laughs> this is actually working for us, but uh it's com- it's convoluted and complicated. Do you have this situation at all with your kids? No, no.
1: That's my hot take. No. So they they are not like obsessed. I was at a congressional with... hearing. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no one Ms. can on, on, the, ra- on, on the podcast, no one can see how serious my face was. It was like an audition for an Aaron Sorkin movie, how good yeah. my acting was. No.
3: I'm going to make this a congressional. <laughs> Ms. <laughs> Molyneux. Yes. Am I reading correctly here in my notes? It says that your four children who vary in age from one to 10 or 11? 10. 10 have no interest in packages that come to the door. That's correct. Has this always been the case? Yes.
1: Ah, and then like the, the court goes nuts. That was like the big reveal. <laughs> like everyone just jumped out of their fucking seat. Like, ah, ah like that was the secret. And now the case is going to get like thrown out.
3: I yield my time. Wait, so they, how they've never, never had interest in it. No, I don't
1: know why. They don't care. They don't. That's um, good.
3: That's good because we, um at the beginning, we were just bringing packages in and then saying to Elliot there, you know, it's Christmas presents. We have to wait. And then the idea of expecting a three-year-old to wait, like it's just, we've had to lean a little hev- more heavily into the Santa Claus thing. Even though I'm like torn about really going on record and lying to him. What, do you guys do Santa Claus? How do you feel about it? Yes, we do. Oh, uh <laughs> <laughs> reclaiming my out. time reclaiming my time <laughs> reclaiming now, is my that time to say you claimed
2: earlier you claimed earlier you'd never lied you'd never lied now here here, here you're saying you, you do santa claus yes we do right, I, but can I personally
1: you say, i personally believe in santa claus so
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you ha- in your heart of hearts you have never lied i have not
1: lied i'm gonna get you're gonna get so many Patreon first timers who want to see this acting face for Aaron Sorkin. Yes, it's probably going to do a Patreon. So Patreon that you can com. see this
3: audition for his next movie. Patreon.com slash Allison and Aaron Patreon. Sorkin, sign up to see Wendy's Wendy's poker face. Molly uh, Senator <laughs> Senator Huntsberger <laughs> from Nevada. Yes, go ahead. S- Are you still questioning Ms. Molyneux? Of course, I am. I I don't believe for a second that she
2: believes in Santa Claus. I think she's lied to us. I think she chose to lie to her children.
3: Ms. Molyneux, do you have a comment? That wasn't a question. Oh,
1: that was a statement.
2: Yes or no? Yes or or no? You're an adult grown human woman, and, and yes or no. When you hear little pitter-patters on your roof, you think a mythical man is climbing up there with reindeer about to come down your chimney? Yes or no? I do. <laughs> that was not a yes or a no. And there it, is no it way.
1: It was. There
2: is no way you believe that. You expect us to sit here and believe you think that you leave out cookies and expect a grown man to magically come down your chimney, get no soot on his red and white suit and eat those cookies?
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) I mean, if this, if this sort of acting isn't going to be cast, it's really one of the great wastes of American cinema.
1: No, he should remake that Chicago seven, but with women, Chicago seven women.
2: Oh yeah. Chicago Santa.
1: Oh, Chicago Santa. Yeah. an Aaron Sorkin movie about whether Santa is real. I would, he'd get me back. With that one. He lost Wendy, me in Molly's can, game, but he get me back.
3: I can send you this video and you can put it on your reel.
1: Oh, great. I can't wait to update my reel. <laughs> <laughs> I have this and, um, yeah, some ring video of me at my own door, maybe. <laughs> Those will be my two videos.
3: Oh, my God. Imagine if you just did insert a little bit of ring video into your into an acting reel, that would be. It uh, would get my attention. That that's right. It would get mine as well. Dave, how is your baby?
2: Oh, good, healthy, happy little smiley guy. Aww. Had a really great sleep uh, last night. You and you know now. Now I'm I'm prepared for like parenting get-togethers, which really make me tune out. But now I can be like, oh yeah, we had, we had an eight hour sleep one night. It was about, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty great. Um, yeah, we're good. Nothing, nothing, nothing exciting. Standard baby stuff. Do you feel like you're bonding more with him? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, I'm getting some, uh, smiles that I, I'm figuring out how to coax them out of him. That's fun. And then, uh, he, Had his first fright. Uh, I got home and our dog was really excited. I know. I I didn't see it. Well, I guess we both saw it coming and then we kind of ignored it. The dog ran over, was really excited and was petting him. And then he ran over to get a toy and he ran right toward the baby and then stopped, of course, and grabbed his toy and came running back. And then we kind of stared for a second like, you good? I mean, he's on the floor doing some tummy time. These giant feet come running toward him, grabs the toy, run away. And then he's just kind of smiling, and we're like, "Yeah, that's great." That's they say like you have you have like three inherent fears: loud noises, falling from heights, and I don't know wolf teeth or something. And then <laughs> um, they, so this seemed like, Brass. oh, well, we we didn't respond. He must not be scared. This is a, this is a fear that we could teach him, and so we turned away. That's how much time had elapsed: two or three full seconds, and then there was just like. A real big. I, I know. <laughs> so it was really, Aww. it was really. Those moments are really hard to deal with. They just feel, ugh, like you. Could, everyone that has a child just signed up for a lifetime of like, oh,
3: oh god, yeah. it's rough. I know. I remember having Elliot because it is a phase where loud noises or like, like they. I mean, I think they're always sort of. Uh, there's always the potential to be afraid of a loud noise or like something overly stimulating like that. But especially at certain ages, it's more pronounced. And so we were right in the height of this and I had Elliot with me in a bathroom in like Nordstrom or something. This is obviously a long time ago. He was a baby. And I flushed, it was in a, a public restroom where when you flush the toilet, it sounds like, you know, an airplane taking off. And he was like devastated by that, like screamed. I felt Ugh. really bad, really, yeah. really, really bad.
2: Ugh. It's just a weird feeling to be <laughs> so helpless and, like, I don't know. Yeah. That's how they get you, though, too. You develop these bonds because you're like, I'll save you, little human. I'm here for you. And that feels good. You do feel like really, like you can protect something.
3: Yes. So that's nice. But you feel like that's them getting you, <laughs> <laughs> manipulating I mean, you? Yeah. No,
2: I don't know what I meant by that. I just feel like you don't have a lot of behaviors. They don't Mm -hmm. lend you their car for the weekend. They don't really (laughs) scratch your back. They don't really do anything for you other than look cute. And so that's one of the few things where like there can be a non-zero interaction or a zero sum in that like they have a negative and you're like, hang on, I got some positive. I got some love here for you to even it out. Mm
3: -hmm. So I
2: think that's what I meant.
3: Right. Well, I remember my, so I had a real hard time breastfeeding with both of my kids. Like I couldn't make milk and I had pretty um, intense postpartum depression after Elliot. And that's when I got got back into therapy with the therapist who I'm with currently. But she was saying that like one of the ways that new mothers feel confident as a mother is to be able to feed their baby. Mm.
1: So it's like,
3: I know what you mean. Like you sort of. That, that is at the heart of the bond with your baby is to be able to care for them, to be able to nurture them, to console them after you've unleashed your dog on them. <laughs> 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 Maybe yeah. take
1: him to a haunted house. Yeah. And the, the time I, you get out of there, that bond will be incredible. That's true. Yeah. And that chainsaw guy chases you and he's in his little snuggly, but screaming. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, it's okay.
2: I'm run. I'm sprinting, holding him. Sprinting. Look at my face.
1: Look at my face. Remember (laughs) this. I got your back. I'm here. (laughs) It's the girl from the ring. (laughs) (laughs) Like he won't get some of it, but he'll pick up the vibe. I think he'll pick up the vibe.
2: Yeah. I'll do. I'll do some testing too, where I'll get so scared I'll set him down on a ledge and I'll sprint forty mm-hmm. feet or so, and then I'll come back and whew, I wouldn't forget you,
1: buddy. And yeah. then
2: boom! Now, now he knows. Like even even in the most difficult of circumstances, I got his back.
3: Yeah, great plan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I re- I remember I always growing up prided myself on being very protective of my younger sister, who's like four years younger than I am um in fact wendy probably because she would this was not very protective of me but when i was in college she would come and stay the weekend and she was exposed to so many things way too young like she and i probably tried pot and drank for the well no i had already drank by the time i got well i had already done both things by the time i got to college but anyway she was i'm just saying she was going to college parties too young however i like to think i was productive protective of her but i remember in new york we were crossing the street and maybe we didn't have enough time. I don't know what happened, but I just remember I suddenly got scared and like took off as fast as I could and left her in the middle of the street. And I thought, well, it turns out when push comes to shove, I'm not that protective, like at all. <laughs> mm. She's okay, though. So listen, um, I need to ask you guys a question. I was reading Twas the Night Before Christmas last night and it refers to a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer and it got me thinking and Tony might know since he hosted a Christmas podcast and is clearly into Christmas and up until 25 minutes ago had the most Christmassy background but then got trumped by by these two but how big is Santa Claus (laughs) What'd you say? Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, just a couple Christmas hounds. Just yeah. Uh, did him?
3: Couple, couple
1: amateur I am Chris a Christmas
3: sounds. I do love Christmas. Clearly, I do too. You wouldn't love know that. from my background. No. So anyway, yeah. How is is Santa small? Is he also an elf? What? They refer to him <laughs> as a jolly old elf.
1: And spirit.
3: No, Sorry, I'm talking Tony. about.
1: In physicality, Tony, Tony did yeah. you want to take Tony should take this one, but yeah, I just I had mean, an emotional reaction.
0: Think of how many Christmas movies and and everything we've seen over the years, even Christmas decoration, anything with Santa. When has he ever been tiny?
2: Uh, Counterpoint, counselor. Tony. If I could, well, I'd love. I hear what you're saying, counselor. But also think of how many churches you've been in, and Jesus is white, so. Mm. Case closed. Boom. Mic drop. Yeah,
0: I've well, exited the room. I like Christmas. I'm not a fan <laughs> of religion, so I d- I'm not hearing this <laughs> argument.
2: <laughs> They're both so yeah. similar to me. We got no, religion is terrible and lies to you. Way.
1: Religion lies to you at every turn. Christmas, everything just, about it is great.
3: And just including lies to you Santa once in being
1: year. a plus size fella,
3: right? But is he plus size or just plus size? Um proportionally and yet he's a tiny little man i'm just saying in Twas the night before christmas why is the sleigh miniature why are the reindeer tiny like was we it know a how rhyme big-
1: line was it a rhyme line were they going for a rhyme and so he said that jolly old elf because they needed a rhyme and he had like tried for a while and then he was like i'll just say he's an elf <laughs> Does it I run with know, like shelf of... or something?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Well, I'm going to
1: look it in... up right now because I think okay. this is where the whole court gets to its feet because I found a piece of evidence
3: that's okay. Undeniable. it was a the
2: year they were on the shelf, and in came in the jolly old elf. I'm I don't gonna think look shelf too. is a real common Christmas lyric. It's just a It's hunt. not a.
1: it's not a song, David. It's a poem. Jesus, Tony. Should we have our own Zoom?
0: I think we probably
1: should. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows anything about Christmas except
0: us.
2: <laughs> Twas the night before Christmas, Christmas and All Through the House, that one? Yes. That's You can sing it every Everything is a song you if you, you want can it to sing.
1: be. So diverge in the woods and I I took the one less traveled by. It doesn't make that yes. poem a song.
0: Sure it does.
2: No, you can sing it anything. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yes. I, I have found the line.
1: Okay. Okay. Great. It says. Wait, it, but
2: Wendy's been working at it
1: for uh-huh, like ten it minutes. It is a rhyme.
0: It's <laughs>
2: it a is.
1: rhyme. You won't let him talk because it is.
0: Yeah. It starts. What is it? It starts Let's with go. elf because it says he was chubby and plump, a right jolly elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself.
1: Yeah, the poet wanted to center himself and say myself in it, and then he like tried to re- retrofit that onto the first line, couldn't do it. He came up with elf for Santa, which is a fucking lie.
2: So you have to read this with like a pipe. You can't sing it. You can't add any merriment to oh, this thing you about don't... a jolly fellow and elves.
3: So I looked up the history of this because I was like, what is going on? And apparently a lot of recording artists did record it. Oh, interesting. So it can be, but, but to Wendy's point, it still is a poem. Tony, can you find the line with the eight tiny reindeer? Does that so also when, rhyme?
2: When you guys open like a record or a CD case and see the lyrics written out to songs, you go, hey, these can't be written. This is a song, not a poem.
3: I'm on your side. Because <laughs> you like, because you think shuffling cards is cool, just like I do.
2: Well. I don't know if I'd go that
3: far. <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> then I'm not on your side anymore. You're now an enemy of the show. Ah, dang it. That's a good point. <laughs> what a day for me. <laughs> I just think, in spite of myself, to me, that's the retrofit. That's the one that got tacked on to rhyme with elf. And I also, I hear where Tony's coming from. Look, think of all the Santa Claus Oh my god! I literally can't think of any more Santa Claus movies, but Elf. there's been a lot. Yeah, Santa Claus.
1: Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yes.
3: Um. What else do
1: we have? Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer. Mm-hmm. Rudolph. The I mean, that's reindeer. There's um yeah. those weird little ones from the seventies, you know, with yeah. the songs. Day without a Santa, year without a Santa.
3: Yeah, Frosty the Snowman. I think he's in. He's got. So, be. um, he's normal size in all of those. But I'm just saying back when twas the night before Christmas started, which I think, according to my Wikipedia research, that kind of set the, set our American version of Santa Claus in motion. Was he supposed to be smurf size? I've, no one talks about it, but I think maybe he was. My tweet needs to go viral. It's important. Oh, I you tweeted just, about it.
2: Oh, what, what's the tweet?
3: Well, it's going to sound a lot like what I said. And by <laughs> oh, okay. the way, it's, it's not going viral. I don't have what it takes to go viral, and that's fine. I'm not a viral kind of person. I'm a like it's qu- quality over quantity. Um, let's see. Let me find this important, like super important. Wouldn't that be tweet. quantity
1: over quality? Like you tweet a lot, <laughs> but it's the oh quality yeah, isn't there to go viral? <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: in that regard, it also don't how, go viral. So I'm not criticizing. It's like but. this. In terms of how the world sees me, it's quantity over quality. But in terms of how I see the people who appreciate my tweets, it's quality over quantity. I refuse to answer the question. (laughs) 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 It just sounds like
2: you're a baseball player that really gets in there and swings a lot, but maybe doesn't hit a lot of home runs, but you're like, uh, batting a pretty high average.
3: Well, I don't understand sports, but that does uh, sound like me. Okay. Uh, here's my tweet. How big is Santa Claus? Because Twas the Night Before Christmas refers to a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. And how small are the reindeer? Yeah. Let, me,
0: let me throw this at you. Maybe yeah. the person that wrote Twas the Night Before Christmas was fucking huge.
3: Clement Moore? I oh, don't think yeah.
0: so. I, I mean, you're naysaying that pretty quickly without giving it any serious thought.
1: He could have been a giant is what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Thank
2: Maybe you, he you? took liberties though with like Mariah Carey's song that we think is, is Christmas came out in our lifetimes, mm. but yet the mythology and the history of Christmas, you're like, well, that was established. You can't add more to it. But like Tony, you could write a book on Santa and it seemingly make up as many facts as you wanted and just add to that legend, really.
0: It's true. I know the, I mean, this is, I don't know if this is a fact everybody knows or not. I think it is. That, you know, like <clears throat> kind of the the Santa Claus that we all picture came from Coca-Cola. Whoa.
3: Okay, question about that. Because in some of the responses to my non-viral tweet, people were saying that, yes, he did, he was an elf, and then it got like Coca-Cola, like, you know, was wrong. But what, what did they, where is this depiction of Santa from Coke? Coca-Cola. It did.
1: used to have those like plates and stuff, the marketing stuff, right? Tony. I remember my friend's mom had a bunch of not Brent Mitchell, a different friend. (laughs) I had more than one friend. Was this Brent Mitchell? (laughs) It wasn't Brent Mitchell, different friends, still friends with Brent to this day, by the way, that non created quite a bond. (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah it was on Coca-Cola I remember like tin plates and cookie tins and stuff they did for marketing would have Santa on it and she mm-hmm. collected it and I remember them
3: having a lot of that stuff I don't think I feel like I've never seen this You have Dave mm-hmm. you have, have you? you just
0: it's yeah you've seen it like if you yeah. Yeah. if you google it and like you'll see some of these images and you'll go like oh this stuff yeah I've seen this
3: Okay here's what I'm picturing but it might be a Super Bowl ad I'm picturing like a especially Chubby-cheeked, rosy-cheeked Santa in the snow, like a windstorm and a polar bear. Is that That's what it a is? Recent one.
2: Yeah, the polar okay. bears were
3: those like, are late nineties. Maybe. All right, fine. I will Google this, <laughs> Dave. I wanted to know your take on something, and I don't know what it was. <laughs> do you? Do you recall where I was headed?
2: <laughs> um, I think I don't. I oh, but I damn it. Think I think we're on the track to create our own lore about Santa, and everyone's in the same way that someone that's like really into the Bible is always trying to like connect those dots of like, wait, how could he be his own son? But then he killed. And then how the virgin? And then like frankincense and myrrh and born in a barn. And it was cold. It was like December. Like trying to make sense of being in a whale and all these things and all the animals on the ark. And some people will try to like make all that make sense. And if you try to do that with Santa Claus, you probably run into some of the same issues. But we, especially if we wrote a very serious poem, could tie up a lot of those loose ends where maybe he's this sort of amorphous mythical creature that his gifts sh- shrink in size with him. Maybe he's even kind of um, an asexual being. The jo- you know like People would
1: love that for their kids. I think they'd enjoy. Here is th- Santa, an asexual being. Right. First it's of all, first page. Yeah. Um, is
2: asexual,
1: because you don't want to think of Santa like taking off in. a
2: sweaty, gross robe and going over by the fire and pawing at Mrs. Claus. Yeah, we Ooh. could make
1: a new poem. It could be like, um, "Here is a brand new text for you all. First of all, Santa Claus is asexual. Yep. <laughs> That's the first two lines of the poem. We're done already. You could sing it. You could write it down. It's just a class. You can feel the classic nature <laughs> of the poem for children through the ages <laughs> who are asking mom and dad, what is Santa like in terms of sex? Like, fuck, bro. <laughs> They say he's asexual. Yeah, (laughs) it's just a really easy way to answer the question everyone asks first about Santa. Yeah, is like, what's he into? (laughs) Nothing. What about Mrs. Claus then? Is she just like a companion, a nice companion? Right, she's his equal.
2: She's like a familiar, almost like. But you can be someone's
1: equal and still have a sexual relationship. No, I mean they are like two like single cell
2: organisms oh, that paired off. They're okay. both kind of amoeba-like and amorphous and like both ah. on chimneys. That's how they cover all the ground. They just refer to each other as Mr. and Mrs. But if they look if you saw them, they would look identical.
3: Oh. oh so they have so they actually lack sex organs. Right. Oh what sweet. do they have down there? Like are they like Barbies? They're
2: smooth, but then in mating season, like in reproduction I feel like
3: Tony did some really
1: sad blinks. right? He said (laughs) they're smooth, but Tony's eyes just went with a sadness that I've never seen Tony feel. (laughs) They fluttered. Yeah. Sorry. Go on.
2: Well, there's like a bulb (laughs) that uh, originates in what we would consider a traditional crotch region. And Mm. that's what kind of... (laughs) Emerges into the second creed because they have a husk. Oh, basically. so they sprout. They sprout, and then that maybe takes like two seasons, I think, of gift giving, and then it turns into a Santa, and then the other ones die off. So it's a quick turnover, but that's how they stay so jolly and endless energy.
3: Wow. So we just, Wendy, are you still there?
0: Oh,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what happened? <laughs> I just,
1: for those listening and not watching, but you should subscribe to Patreon, but I just typed, I object as my new zoom name and disappeared (laughs) because I (laughs) object to what David's doing on behalf of Tony, who I think is quite upset. So So you
2: want a traditional cisgendered genital having man. No,
1: no, 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 no. I think Santa can be whatever kind of freak he wants.
3: But he has a penis. So you say, because no, he-
1: I'm saying, I just don't agree that with David's taxonomy, that Santa and Mrs. Claus are smooth and asexual and don't care about each other. Cause they live together. They love each other. They love each other. Okay. I thought yeah. you were just saying like, they don't, there's nothing there. And I just felt sad for Mrs. Claus because she gets nothing at all. No glory, right. And then no. on top of that, her, companion isn't interested in her nothing to do in that department she's just sitting around all the time
2: oh that, see that's why you would love my story
1: dare you she suggest i need a cisgender santa <laughs> well you do you not know me at all to my, my i just object to your i wasn't even really listening to tell you the truth i just <laughs> wanted to write i object on the screen
3: so I just wendy, thought it would be
1: fun for me but
3: wendy you're down with santa being asexual right This is your idea for how to teach children about Santa's sexuality. No, that was David
1: proposed that Santa was asexual.
3: But you were on board with it.
1: I liked the poem. I liked the rhyme aspect of it. So are
3: you still on board with it? Yes. With him being asexual? For whatever
1: it's worth, I am on board with Santa being asexual. (laughs) Okay.
3: But you don't like (laughs) the smooth, like, paramecium situation of reproduction. I just wanted to say paramecium. Um, Do you think that they have standard sex organs that might not even be a woke thing to say do you think there's a penis and a vagina going on both
1: on santa or separate
3: <laughs> separate separate
1: like for mrs claus and um santa like one has like, a vagina i don't care penis. i just want them to be happy
3: that's what matters you know okay all right That's what Ta- matters whether
1: they're smooth or they're they got some business down there
3: Yeah. I just want them to be
1: happy with their choices and how they're feeling and being together. Does that work for them
3: after all these years? You know? Yeah. Right. And it's interesting if you think about it, Mrs. So Christmas Eve, which is a pretty special, you know, if you're into, if you're, if you're a Christmas hound, like all four of us, Mm -hmm. it's a pretty special holiday. Christmas Eve. Only trumped by Christmas day. But Mrs. Mrs. Claus is alone on Christmas Eve, although maybe she appreciates the alone time.
2: And that's why I, I, I like my poem in that she is she is a Santa. A Santa is an organism and they proliferate the globe, dropping off gifts to boys and girls that have been good. And not given coal. And the coal is really a reminder. That that was like a, a practical joke years ago, I feel like. And then it got taken like, oh, all the kids get coal? Like, no, there was this kid that thought he liked coal a lot wanted to get into it. But he was horrible that year. And so they gave him a lump of coal. Like, look, you're really not going to like this. It gets all over you. It's gross. And then everyone just thought, oh, every bad kid gets coal. But my story is that... Uh, it makes sense of the magic. And they, yes, of course, love each other, but they both get to be out working on Christmas Eve. And so she Christmas
1: delivers Day.
2: Yeah, she is a Santa. Too. Right. Oh okay. so, th- so they're both. So Santas. the second
1: line of the poem would be like, Mrs. Santa loves Christmas Eve. She delivers presents without a care because both she and Santa are smooth down there.
2: <laughs> right. That would <laughs> yeah, be a yeah. good love second.
1: It line. is like, first we find out what Santa's into, and then we find out they're both smooth. So then we're, like, not worried about Mrs. Santa, that she got into the relationship thinking he was interested. She's also asexual and smooth.
2: Yeah, some of the (laughs) stories, I think, that are just blasphemous are that she was like... This single lady, and then she got dragged into, like, I lead kind of a weird life. Next thing you know, she's at the North Pole, lonely as hell, hanging out with these elves that really don't connect with her at all. And she's, like, knitting on Christmas Eve. Not in this world. She's out there mixing it up, making it happen. And so future generations could sit around with a pipe, of course, and a book. And here's some text for you all. Or no, text you all. Santa is asexual. And... <laughs> Before you go, now you don't scare because, of course, both of them are smooth down there. You'd be reading this poem and the kids are But to be
1: clear, sleeping. you don't... Being asexual and being smooth are two totally different things. You could have any type of genitals and be yeah. asexual.
3: Right. Right. And, and then... And there, there, go ahead. You now, don't have to yell. You don't have to shout to make more Santas. They just sprout. Right. From yeah. a
1: bulb in their crotch area... Mm-hmm.
2: During mating season. And now you know that is the reason.
3: We you changed up gifts? the
1: rhyme scheme, but that's fine. We can, I think we can I work on it. it. This is just a workshop. Yeah. Experience.
3: yeah. Wendy and I took a class called Modern Poetry. I thought you were going to say Modern Santa. <laughs> <No>, Wendy <laughs> and I took a class called Modern Santa. We absolutely Santa. didn't take that. <laughs> we took Modern Santa and it was representations of Santas from. Um, 1960 to now no <laughs> 1950 to now and it was really really eye-opening in terms of our conception of santa wouldn't you say wendy mm-hmm. i did not pass with honors though i just passed and i was very angry yeah. i made a list of santa it texts- was too
1: early in the morning
3: yes <laughs> like most college classes um so, this has been a perfect Santa discussion. <laughs> this has really been good. I, if someone's listening with their children, to them I yeah, say you I'm need so to put sorry. a warning
1: on this one. Because discussion of Santa, as theoretical or not, may affect certain children. So I know I have to put a warning on it,
3: like a Santa label. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a note of that. Okay, Santa warning. If you're, and also a warning to potential Santas who might listen. Who aren't yet comfortable with their sexuality? oh yeah, yeah. be 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 what it may. Um, so uh, I just want to let everyone know that I have spent so much time putting together my Amazon storefront. I am um, a verified Amazon influencer, which I didn't even know was a thing. You, I've been acting normal. I haven't been tooting my own horn, Wendy David Tony, but you didn't know you're in the presence of a someone who's verified on Amazon. <laughs> oh, no. You didn't know that was I, a thing. I knew. <laughs> You've talked oh, yeah, about well, it plenty. <laughs> Tony knew, but... Tony, whose side are you on? (laughs) Tony knew. But you you can actually follow me on Amazon and then find out when I review things. I'm unclear about this aspect of it. But basically, if you want to find out the products I recommend for beauty, the gear I use for podcasting, baby stuff, kids stuff, home stuff. Food and drink stuff, but, Ooh. and Tony does know this because I did mention it on the most recent Monday show, which is a show with Daniel where we take your calls and talk about all sorts of stuff. Um, I made Daniel's corner and that's like a, a, you can click into Daniel's corner. And you can see the stuff that Daniel uses. And I keep saying to Daniel, you gotta, you gotta tell me stuff to put in here. And he keeps claiming he doesn't have enough time. So I said, fine, I'm gonna put my own stuff, like my own, Stuff that I know that he uses. So anyway, if you'd like to see what I think of Daniel, what I think he uses, and these are things he actually uses, go there, amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. You can see that Daniel uses Exeteran, nasal saline gel, Breathe Right strips, <laughs> Beano. <laughs> um, Poor what other... Daniel. I know. He's having a hard time. <laughs> But there's also cool stuff like slippers. Oh, um, slippers.
0: <laughs> it doesn't get any cooler than that.
3: Oh, um, he scuffles like a, over to the cabinet to get his vino. <laughs> um, oh, he likes these special kind of smart lights. Philips smart lights. Um, I'm going to turn on the light now. The Go thermostat. For my You'll hear shuffle, me coming. Shuffle, I haven't shuffle, had my shuffle, vino. shuffle. He likes a special kind of thermostat that we have. Gotta turn the thermostat down.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not 81. I, I'm a put middle aged. I my slippers man. on
1: yet. Oh, oh his kind favorite. Kind of old in here. His favorite sleep mask. Well, <laughs> oh, I wish I could sleep.
3: Put on my I'm sorry, 3 great strips
1: he, and my mask. <laughs>
3: Just me. try to forget where I am or who I am. Until you, makes time for this, I am only going to keep adding to his store. And he he truly uses all of these items. I believe I'm you. not making this up. I believe you. All of these are very normal things to use. I know. At the end of one's life. <laughs>
1: Or <laughs> you shuffle off he, his mortal
3: coil. He has like a a like family size pack of band aids. I might add that. I mean, he has so many band aids that are taking up so much space on our bathroom counter. I think that I'm going to link those Amazon.com/slash/shop/slash/Allison Rosen. And now uh, an update, which maybe I should have started with, but it leads to a discussion of sad stuff, even though it has a happy uh, a happy aspect to it so i you guys don't know this probably um but i mentioned that our nanny our beloved nanny was in the hospital with covid oh my god yes Jeez. and i was very scared Holy um shit. but she's been discharged so i am so relieved to hear that she's now um her sister took her to texas because she needs that kind of attention. And I've been communicating with her other sister and her other sister works, so like can't give her that. And I'm, there's, I have so many questions. Like I'm still, I'm unclear sort of what the care that she requires right now is, but it sounds pretty fucking intense if she's many states away where someone can take care of her. Um, So I, but I'm just so relieved that she's out of the hospital because I was um, super worried since I didn't, again, like I I haven't, I still haven't talked to her. It's been weeks. Um, But to anyone out there who uh, thinks that this is not affecting people and is not real, um, wake up.
2: Was she one of those people? What was her protocol? No,
3: no, 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 She wasn't. Um, I don't know. She had, she told me she was, she had surgery. Um, So I knew she was going to be out for a few weeks. And then she, so she, I I don't know when she got it. I think she was staying with a family member um, a few hours away. And somehow I think she was staying with this family member because they were going to take care of her after the surgery And um, I think that somehow maybe somehow in the recovery afterwards, she got it. I don't know. Of course, I wonder, like, you know, could she have gotten it while she was at the hospital? Except that I think that there's like really stringent testing before you have. I don't know. I don't know. It's so scary right now. Like the the numbers in L.A., I don't know what you guys have read, but I read like one in 20, then I read one in eight, which I don't – that sounds higher than it one is. One
1: in 20 but. have had it over time now. Okay. I think it's so one in is. 80, but constantly increasing that currently have it. So yeah, well, it might I'm be down too. to one in 70 this week or something like that. But if you think about it on an average outing, you're going to see that many people if right. you go somewhere public. Right. Um. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's so, fucking real, man. Yeah. Do you guys know anyone? Uh-huh. I, yeah. Are they okay?
1: Yeah. Uh, my friend and his boyfriend have it. Um, they are young. And so they've had a mild course. As far as I know, I haven't checked in with him in the last couple of days, but they are having a mild course, um, but they're frustrated and angry because they always wore their masks. But when they went grocery shopping and stuff, they did encounter people who were not wearing masks and that's probably how they got it. That scares the shit
3: out of me. Um,
1: Yeah. So anyone who can stay home, even just should stay home because you can be a vector for somebody else. You know, like I I don't know. I'm 45. So I'm staying home. Like I could easily get it and pass it. I feel like
3: so. That. So they think they got it from being out with their mask on around people who didn't have masks. I think so. I think that's their working theory
1: because they personally wear masks everywhere they go. So. Yeah. Yeah, because the masks are more to stop you from spreading it than to stop getting it. And so it would be somebody without a mask that breathed on or near them. But luckily, they're fine. But then Jeff's friend in Kansas City had it. Um, He's better. His son had it. But it's circling. Like we know way more people now just um, anecdotally even that have it right now, like friends of friends, like you're saying, like you're a nanny and, uh, you know, other people's either friends or employees that have it now.
3: Yeah, I had, I I knew the numbers were rising and I still didn't have any personal connection. I only knew, f- I know someone who, who someone close to them had had it, you yeah. know, like a lot of that. Um, but yeah. And, and, and also I hadn't heard from her and I thought she was ghosting us and I thought maybe she had taken another job. I had all these, cr- like if you guys have been on the show during the time where I was, uh, perseverating trying to figure out where she was and why i wasn't hearing from her i was like she joined a cult she got she met a guy she took another job she like i had so or she, or, you know she's has she become addicted to drugs it seems out of character but i don't know and it's like when i found out it's like that's kind of the most obvious thing. like of course of course it was that right but it's just too upsetting to think about yeah. i don't know
1: well, hopefully she'll recover. So she probably has like long COVID then, right? The one that that's just kind of goes on and on.
3: That's my suspicion that she... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there are people who are released from the hospital, who had it so bad they had to go to the hospital, then are released from the hospital, and then make like a rapid full recovery. I don't think yeah. so. I think it's a long road back. I think That's probably right. And now in lighter news... An important question. Um, Do you guys have a headboard? Do you have like a bed that has a head and a footboard? What kind of sleeping situation do you have? Because I have been on this earth for many years and yet I just have, and I know people have judgments about this. I have a mattress on a box spring and there's like one of those stupid metal frames, but no frippery, nothing fancy. And it's time to get a headboard like a real adult.
1: We have one from, I think we got it just from West Elm, like a, you know, mid-century looking bed with a headboard.
3: Yeah. And, but does it have like a whole f- bed frame? Like, yeah. Is it like a platform? Okay. Yeah. It's good. a platform with a headboard. It wasn't that expensive. Maybe um, I need to get one of those.
1: Yeah. You know, I want to get my hands on your house. Have I ever told you that?
3: I no. want to redecorate
1: your house. You do?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone wants to hear that. (laughs) No, I'm fine with it. Hey, I've been in your house and I've been thinking I would change a lot. (laughs) No, because
1: I'm almost done. No, I don't want to change anything. I want to like buy you uh, furniture and put stuff on your walls. Could you? You don't have that much stuff on your walls, right? If I remember correctly, that's what I'm saying. I love to buy like pictures and shit and like put it up and I'm almost (laughs) done with my house. And so I... I uh, think I fantasize about getting my hands on Allison's house and buying her a lot of pictures. because once you've filled up your house, you're done. Can't put that energy anywhere else. So I want to get my hands on Allison's walls.
3: Bring it to do you also have um, an urge to choose a chandelier for us? Yes, please yes because I I'm do terrible. a whole look for you. I would love a new look,
1: Curtis. you're of saying I'm saying you don't have a headboard that's making me feel like now I can finally tell you that I've wanted to get my hands on your house.
3: I wish you. I. I. We should have. I should have mentioned this ages ago. Yeah. Because I am welcome. <sighs> uh, that's not really English. You are welcome to, and I am open to the Molyneux home treatment. Who you really you want is my
1: sisters Lizzie and Maggie. They're the ones with the gift. They can. They are, are bona fide gifted at interior design i've seen uh pictures of lizzie's house it's amazing yeah. it's it's yeah she could do it as a job if she didn't already have a job where she works with me and she's not allowed <laughs> to have another job but, but i
3: assume yeah. some things but i'll i'll take uh this this molyneux if i can't get those you other just ones. don't
1: have a lot of stuff on your walls and i'm always like mm, i want to get her some stuff
3: for her walls that's all start with the chandelier it's not a then. criticism
1: david i feel like
3: was going down that path that's not you know, where i was going with that you're I just like the phrasing the
2: phrasing was delicate.
3: Mm. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of reality TV lately because that's just statement on how things are going for me. And David, I think you're trying to stir the shit. Ooh, you're just like I oh, was. I'm I'm just innocent here, and then there you are, like kicking up stuff. Like, um, I have to tell you, I was at the bar yesterday and Katie said this, you know. Yeah, I was. Yeah, and then you just—that's fair though. That's what we all
1: do, right?
3: Yeah, I gotta be honest. You wanted hot takes, David had.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that What's it was. That? I was being rude. I mean, now I not really
0: think you were being rude, but like I kind of had that same mindset of like, yeah, that's not a, you know you don't it's not necessarily something you want to hear. But I, under- but I understood he... how you were saying it, though.
1: I felt like but she sure. was opening the door by saying she didn't have a headboard, though. It's just like I don't right. think it's like. Is it, is, the, is it an interest of yours to populate your walls with photographs and stuff, Allison? <sighs> with this I, jump,
2: if we could just stay on that a second. They're they're gonna,
1: <laughs> you guys are going to make me and Allison have a fight.
2: Yeah, because essentially what she said was like, if you guys ever had a zit and then you came in with like, you should wear more makeup. <laughs> no! <laughs> that, it just feels similar to that.
1: Okay. But I have a problem. I really do like to buy stuff for homes. And I've noticed that Allison doesn't have a lot of wall hangings. And I thought when I was there, I would like to buy Allison her <laughs> wall hangings. I wish she would turn it over to me and let me do
3: this. It. it is turned over. And what they, don't, anyone, know,
1: what they don't know. you anyone let you
3: do that? No, no I've never offered before. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm so down for this. You don't understand. Daniel's mom was just here. Um, and Tony's also heard this because this came up on the Monday show as well. Um, but I've, let's see, I've been with Daniel for God, almost 10 years. And in the, she, ever since I've known her, she's always said like, she loves organizing, she loves cleaning, she loves da, 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 da. And I've always been like, okay, I don't feel comfortable taking you up on that. And then something changed a few years ago where, anyway, long story short, she bought us a spice rack and like an organization thing for our kitchen. She like found, I mean, everything is so, it's like a thousand times homier now that she's blown through here. And I am super into it because I don't know how to do any of that. So Wendy, yes. When this this is over,
1: we will this I'm going to come over and we're going to do it.
3: Wendy was practically my realtor. This is what you guys don't know, because I Wendy is also are you still in your spare time? Practically a realtor?
1: Uh, No, I don't have any time now because of children and COVID and jobs. Right. Well, before that's that, that's not exactly true. I've been sending my friend Annabelle all kinds of listings right near us because our kids are like very close and we moved out of the neighborhood, which we're only a few miles away. And yet it would be so great if we could still walk to each other's houses. So I've been sending her listings from our neighborhood, which she wants, by the way. She wants to move yeah. somewhere. So.
3: so when Daniel and I were looking for our house, Wendy would send us all sorts of listings. So therefore she it's has a true. relation, even though she didn't find this specific house. But-
2: I just really like the idea of you give her her own key and then <laughs>
1: yeah, I would you love just that.
2: never, you're, you come home one day Great. and then she's like putting her purse over her shoulder like, well, and just no word spoken, <laughs> just leaves. And then you guys wander through the house and come into a room and go, oh, and then you, you're always pleasantly, hopefully
0: surprised,
2: but right. uh, and
3: a little baffled at times. Yeah. Like, oh, why did she think we would like clowns like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be a lot of fun.
0: I mean, I would trust her. Look at those Christmas decorations.
3: I know. Yeah. I love your tree and the stockings. Gorgeous, right? Yeah. It's
1: really
3: the, mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's I so much. To
1: disappear, and I can't disappear into my Zoom background.
3: <laughs> All right. So Wendy has a mid-century platform bed. David and Tony, how do you sleep?
2: Beanbags. <laughs> Beanbags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never. I mean, people really poo-pooed them, but they're great. Just a collection of them, and then you just uh put a sheet over. You can always jump into them. It's fun.
3: You never fall through the beanbags and, boom, hit the floor? They're really jammed in there together, and it's a
2: fitted sheet that kind of keeps them all oh. bunched, which is really nice. Smart. Yeah. And then so to make the bed, you take the fitted sheet off. You just kind of kick them. You flip them over a little bit. Put the sheet back on.
3: It's a delight. Well, that makes... My situation seemed very adult, I'd have to say. No offense. And
2: no, luxurious. no problem. When I used to build forts, I always thought like, I'm never not going to remember this feeling, the whimsy. <laughs> so I still try to live with a lot of like, you know, ch- adolescent whimsy, yeah. how I sleep, things like that.
1: You guys always talk to each other on cans with string, right? You and your partner, you just Correct. go like, "Hey, how's it going over there in the bean box? And then she's like, "I'm in the kitchen making a waffle." Yeah. <laughs> it works great.
2: I mean, it it works great. And people, you know, want to have really high-end uh intercom systems and things like that. Unnecessary. The cans do the trick.
3: <laughs> yeah. Tony, what about you?
0: Uh, I do not have a any thing really it's similar to yours allison like where it's just we bed buddies. Just a bed uh no head headboard because also my bed is like right at the window and i feel like the headboard then kind of screws that up i feel like um yeah the only i i the only interesting thing about my bed is i have it on <laughs> risers and <What? laughs> uh because I, I i uh actually this is and this is 100 percent true under Go ahead, my- caller. You're on interesting bed talk. Go ahead. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, I have uh, under my bed nothing but Christmas decorations. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So it's it's good. It's I like having it on the risers for uh, some storage. What are like? What are bed risers? They're literally just these like little uh, cinder blocks. Kind, I mean, sort of. I mean, not really, but. I can't think of like what else to compare them to. But
3: is it like regular bed height, or no, is a it? Little, and this t- is the kind
0: of it's a little tall, taller. Yeah,
3: so I just you gotta like of a
2: segment. And interesting this is, bed talk. Well, no, this is this is not meant to be negative toward Tony. Uh-oh. But you, could have, segment, you could have a segment. You could have a segment about things that are totally normal that you do, but you shouldn't say on a first date. I would suggest that saying you have only Christmas decorations under your bed might be one of those things not meant as a slight But in any way.
1: I think a lot of women, yeah, would like it to hear about these Christmas decorations
0: and my, I like right? the
3: segment
1: and
0: I like my the seg- cl- cleanliness of of like not cluttering up the plate they're all neatly under the bed.
3: And also... But you only need them once a
2: year.
0: Yes. Well, Well, that makes me uh, normal then, I would guess, too. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess you don't want to be going under your bed all the time.
2: Yeah, that makes pretty good sense. Well, I was more
0: thinking didn't have the Christmas decorations up all the time.
2: Oh, oh! I I, think, I I was thinking more like if you had like blankets or pillows under there, it's accessible. But yeah, you don't want to be digging.
1: I think if you said bread. like I have my bed on risers because I they're just boxes and boxes of hair under there. <laughs> yes, that is an absolute no, no. And also you shouldn't say it on a first date or any date or have them. So right. that would be bad. But yeah, that doesn't fit the that's so whimsical. That's like it's, saying like I actually have like. I don't know. It's just it's very whimsical and also fun. Let's note that David
0: wants to keep blankets and pillows under his bed. I tend to keep those on the bed. Oh yeah, you guys—they should
1: go on the bed. Well, I think he means extras. Yeah, it's because you can't put anything under a beanbag, so he doesn't know what to do.
3: He doesn't (laughs) know what goes under things. (laughs) Correct. All right, so the the concept under. So the Mm -hmm. segment is things Tony shouldn't say on a first date.
2: (laughs) No, no, things about you that are totally normal and acceptable, but you shouldn't mention them on a first date.
3: It's normal things Tony says that he shouldn't say on a first date. Not necessarily Tony, just kind of in a human in general. Anyone? Okay. Because I've got another fun segment, which is what's under your bed? Because this has got me thinking under my bed is a box of clothes like a um, like a big plastic sort of big flattish long plastic bin that are my quote unquote TV clothes. So back when I was going on TV a lot, but it would just be like, no, I guess most of it was like waist up, but I guess I have some some below the waist TV clothes too. But it's mostly like brightly colored tops and things that I just can't get rid of because I'm like someday I might want them again. So, and I recently dug into it when I decided I got to step it up for Zoom and I pulled out like one thing that I wore once and that's it. Um, and it also has some of those chicken cutlet brazier inserts that I literally never used. Um, that's what's under my bed. What's under your bed, Wendy? Nothing. Nothing? Not a thing. Nothing. So no. a bad guy could
1: roll under there? Bad guy, good guy, who knows?
3: <laughs> what if a
1: really good guy went under there? I wouldn't want to miss yeah. out on that guy. That's that's just true. under there waiting to come out and like be supportive of me and be like a very good friend.
2: And you'd be and, okay with that.
1: Yeah. A gentleman springs out from get. under your
2: bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have no question Also as to it could be a happen.
1: woman, like Jeff and I, like maybe there could be like a nice lady under the bed who comes out or a terrible lady. Let's not stereotype. Let's it could be a homicidal woman. Lady
2: pops out from under your bed, you're instantly Interested in their character, you don't make any prejudgments as to like why are you in my you're house. You're the one who introduced the topic
1: of their character by saying a bad guy. I, under I, there. And I, I, I automatically just said, go to, to bad person.
2: Well, I will. I'd say if you're in my house under the bed, you're a bad person.
1: Uh-huh. There's no bed, David. It's <laughs> just bean bags. So what <laughs> do you I know? I was living in your situation, do you know? you You don't know my bed. life. You don't know my life.
2: <laughs> fair. So, That's yeah. fair, but I. I think we can all p- wonder what it's like to have a bed with open space underneath.
1: It's great. Anybody could be under there. Pee Wee Herman. The, the, the Noid could be scenario. under there. The Noid. A dentist who's <laughs> going to give you free dentistry or a killer. Sure, that's a chance. But yeah. it could also just be like, you know, a nice uh, lady is a singer-songwriter.
2: But th- But what about, I mean, you mm-hmm. have endless... Um, sort of foibles and scenarios that like are played out a lot in um, sitcoms and movies where like you and your husband are trying to put batteries into like a TV remote and someone has TV remote. They're (laughs) under the the bed (laughs) (laughs) and they're hearing things like just jam it in. I I was like, what are the batteries going
1: into? What's happening? (laughs) You
2: have like a a Roku remote or something. Okay, Okay. And the person is under the bed. They, they're they a good guy. They're your dentist. And they came in to replace your retainer. They accidentally gave <laughs> you someone else's. And they thought, I'll just sneak in, pop mm. it out. And next thing you know, they hear you come up the stairs. They roll under your bed. And now they're hearing you guys go, jam it in. It won't fit. You got the wrong <laughs> size. They're too big. Boom.
1: Foibles. Yeah. But that would be fine. I mean, I think they would be mistake. What you're saying is they would be mistaking a remote control conversation for a consensual sexual relationship, which is right. fine. Yeah. Again, the kind we want Santa and Mrs. Claus to have if they wish. Sure. So I don't see how anyone could feel ashamed in that situation. We'd all just be feeling fine. Just like Santa and Mrs. Do about their clumps that they have in their crotch. <laughs> but
2: this dentist that is a good person. Back. I just don't think when they popped out and said, I'm ah, sorry, as the retainers, you'd go, you're a good person. Get out of here. You.
3: Really? If Wendy saw Dr. Janice Yap, mm-hmm. the best dentist, dentist she's, in Los Angeles,
1: everyone, honestly, go see Dr. Yap. Even we had to go during COVID and we felt quite safe.
3: Daniel goes to her now, too. Yeah, she's the best. He He's this watched is just movies. a Janice
1: Yap fan cast. <laughs> That's
3: right. <laughs> if she rolled out from under Wendy's bed, I feel like Wendy oh. would be
1: happy to see her. She happens. I happen to know she lives near me. And I would just think like, oh, this must be some kind of mix up. I'd be super happy to see her. And I'd be I'd be like, I'll see you when the pandemic's
3: over. Because we only went because we had an emergency. What kind of dental emergency?
1: Well, if I'm my, uh, my oldest uh, son had gotten a spacer on his teeth right before COVID that was supposed to come off when that tooth was threatening to come out. And mm. all of a sudden, he literally lost five teeth in a week. Oh, my he God. went on a crazy run. And I was like, what about the one the spacer's on? And we felt it, it was a little loose. And we were like we have to get it off. Otherwise this piece of metal is like going to stay in, but the tooth is going to come out. It was a whole thing. This was actually back when like we thought things were bad, but obviously things were absolutely fine. Cause now we have what, like 45,000 cases a day. And we used to have like 2000 cases a day. So yeah, I'd say it's getting better.
3: Yeah, it's great. So yeah, an emergency. Um, I have not been to a dentist during all of COVID and also for like um, a year and a half before. And I was thinking, you know how you're supposed to always have gas in your car? Like that's just a thing people recommend, you know, always have a full tank of gas because you never know when you might need it. I was thinking I should always keep myself up to date on all of my appointments and whatnot because the last time I went to the dentist was when I was in my second trimester with Owen. And I just figured, yeah, I got to get in, but I'll just get in one of these days. And like, now I really have not, I don't want to go for an appointment if I can avoid it. Um, But I also do feel like it's like, I really should get in there. So I anyway, I
1: don't think go now though. Now is the no. first time. No one should. My friend's right. uh, neighbor is a nurse and said, basically just assume everyone you see has COVID, that the, the hospitals are out of control yeah, they're not covering it even enough. They're covering it now, but they're not covering it enough. It's just like, don't do anything right now. Right. Unless you have to, obviously if you have like some kind of serious medical condition that you need to go take care of. But if it's like, I could do this in six months, like just. I don't know.
3: We went to the Elf on a Shelf drive through experience at the Pomona Fairplex last night. Mm-hmm. Do you know Who's about
1: that? it? Um, yeah, my kids are too unruly to go to something like that.
3: It was really cool, actually. I mean, you just, it's like this big, you know, there's like all sorts of light displays and then there's people dressed up like elves and it's like the worst kind of like S- Cirque du Soleil stuff. It's like mm-hmm. they juggle, but they're not that good at it. And I mean, but it was still very cute and very fun. Um, and you'd like download an app and then you play it along with like different markers you hit and you play it along with that. But anyway, there was, there were moments where you, you rolled on your window to like, you know, have them scan the ticket that you bought and stuff like that. And every, we were wearing masks, every, they were wearing masks but my anxiety is such right now that i'm like is there any way we could have been exposed from that you know i mean probably not
1: but right. i just I feel like there's no guarantees right
3: now mm-hmm. i guess so yeah i mean they were wearing masks and face shields but it's like with i don't know anyway this is a this is a conversation for me to have with myself off mic <clears throat> but anyway yeah i'm just like worried about everything right now yeah um But I do have um, a hey, go fuck yourself. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Sometimes I spend time on Nextdoor, even though I hate it. And this guy wrote that um, he went to a local store and he was made to feel super unwelcome. He was in his scrubs. He's black. Um, He mentioned this and he like wasn't sh- and sort of he describes how he was treated by one of the employees and he didn't know if it was because she was worried about germs being on his scrubs or if it's because it had to do with him being a, a person of color or just if she was having a bad day or what it was. But like she was just like a total biatch to him. Um, So, by the way, the whole post has been deleted as of now because it like people were writing so much. Um, And I wrote something like, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Um, you know, I was thinking of checking out that store, but this gives me pause. No one deserves to be made to feel that I'm welcome right now. And, you know, and also like, thank you for, you know, all your service on the front lines or whatever. Um, again, I don't frequently comment on there, but I felt inspired by this. And then someone responded, no one should be treated like this period. Doesn't matter whether it's a pandemic or not. And I was like, thank you for policing my fucking comment like do you really think that i'm saying that this treatment would be okay were we not in a pandemic i don't know it just really rubbed me the wrong way and irked me so to this busybody commenter having to correct me i say hey hey hey, go fuck yourself i mean it's so stupid who cares but i did care does anyone else need to tell anyone to fuck off i do Okay, let's hear it. So
1: the only activity that we do with our kids now is at nighttime. We will sometimes get in our car and drive around and look at Christmas decorations. And they are allowed to each pick a song in turn. And that is our activity. That is all we have. And we frequently uh, drive down Magnolia and drove by the uh, bar called Tinhorn Flats, which is oh. owned by an anti-mask pro-Trump yes. act. Ax- quote unquote activists. And there was a fucking maskless party. And to anyone who goes to that place and to the owner of that fucking place, there are people I had to sit there and listen to someone on a zoom this week, talk about how his fiance, his mother and his sister are all ICU nurses, all being put at risk of literal fucking death every day, because people are rolling in there with COVID at every fucking minute. Go fuck yourselves, all of you. You don't have the right. You can do whatever the fuck you want in your own home. You don't have the right to kill other people. You are literally killing people. Get in the fucking ocean, you fucking ass banana, fucking pieces of shit. Fuck off forever. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Hey, 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 (laughs) hey, go (laughs) fuck yourself.
3: Yeah, that guy. I didn't know he was pro-Trump, but it kind of makes sense because he, his. There's been a lot of articles about Daniel and I've talked about. I haven't read the articles, but he's like, I paid for all this stuff to be able to like serve food outdoors safely, and this is my whole life is this business. Blah 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 blah. And we've had a lot of discussions about like uh, about it in this because Daniel has more empathy for like someone who you know they're not being given assistance by the government. What are they going to do? Da da da. But then when I read, again, on Nextdoor, that there's, like, a line out the door, no social distancing, no masks. Then I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck, fuck this he guy. He
1: put a sign on there that says peaceful protest site so that he can have people gather without masks on. And it's fuck just that it's guy. so fucking irresponsible and nasty and just garbage. Like, people are yeah. panicking. People are dying. Like, I'm sorry that you think it's a fucking hoax, but you're wrong. Right. And you're also... Insane, like fuck off. I just it's and to me, if everyone's focusing on the guy, I'm also focused on the people who are going there and spreading it. Like, if you guys want to spread it and then lock the doors and stay in there, that is one thing. And refuse medical treatment, fine, do it. But like, you don't have the right to kill my friends, fiance, mom, and sister with your fucking irresponsible piece of shit behavior. Go away. So
3: annoying. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Fuck that guy. What a mood lifter I am. <laughs> well, I think I started it, um, Dave. You don't have to, but if you want to,
2: yeah, I can't. Uh, I certainly can't match that in uh, intensity. Right. I, I think, like the nature of the uh, g- grossly incompetent handling of something like this is certainly going to like create this level of vitriol within us. And I, certain, I mean, it definitely is. Uh, Helpful, It helps like venting our anger that way. But I don't, I don't know. It just seems like the absolute most predictable product of something like this happening. Like the pandemic itself is just like the water temperature rising. And now we're like molecules are moving people. There's just frustration and anger at a level that I don't know how we're supposed to like remain calm during it. Did you guys uh, hear the Tom Cruise audio? Yes.
3: I just read it. (laughs)
2: There was um, on one hand, I could just picture a bunch of sea orgs standing there, getting that same treatment. Just this yeah. maniac screaming at them. That's what I sleep with at night, which is that level of like grandiosity. Is yeah, yeah, but that was wa- what was
1: funny about it. <laughs> it was
2: so like I'm the whole movie industry. That's what I sleep with at night. But there was something kind of like I don't know what it, what the right term was as far as like that level of leadership is what we needed right at the start. Like, I don't care if you're in fucking QAnon. I don't care if you believe you'll get through this. If you think it's a hoax, pretend that it's real and give a fuck. No one's going to come give you an award because you read 1984 and no other (laughs) books. And you got through this and saw Big Brother trying to get you. Big Tech was trying to get you. Everyone fooled you. No one's going to come give you a sticker and say, you did it. You're a fucking genius. That's not going to happen. So just show people that you care the tiniest bit. All you have to do is wear a fucking mask. So yeah. I, that's mostly to the anti-mask people. But the Tom Cruise thing was so – there was some level of just like, oh, what I wouldn't give for that type of leadership. That was nice because you know no one on that set is like, I run on fucking Reddit that they're just like, I'm wearing the mask. I don't want to get fired. I don't want this psychopath yelling at me.
1: Yeah. It was very – it was like – He was right. But then also every other sentence was like, I am also the president of Earth. (laughs) You're like, you're not the president of Earth. Like everyone should just wear a mask. Like you don't also have to do a bunch of (laughs) self-compliments. Yeah. Like that's like if I just said the tin horn thing and then I was like, and also I am the example of how to go to a bar, whatever like my leadership, every bar owner is calling Wendy Molino every night to ask how bars should be. Like it's not that like you can just have the mad part without yeah. also saying that you're <laughs> the president of Earth. But I love Tom Cruise in I, I love the Mission Impossible franchise, so um I'm on board. Yell G- yell at people. Get me my get me my movie. Just yeah,
2: it's the strangest thing that we've. He just abandoned his daughter because she's not in Scientology. And we're all aware of that. And everyone goes, yeah, but fucking these movies are great. We'll all watch them. We all love them. We somehow think he's still like endearing in spite of being,
1: I think, it's right, so Scientology being absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
3: I would go opening night
1: every time opening (laughs) night. I'm not kidding. Me and my friends go to opening night of every mission impossible movie. And we're all deadly serious about it. We're not doing a bit. We love the movies. We clap. We just, we love it.
2: If Keith Rainier, is that the name? We're like, yeah. Yeah. If he, I mean, he had that same level of like grandiosity and he controlled the weather with his energy. It, th- we would we would be like the same way if he were a blockbuster superstar <laughs> mm-hmm. we would be like yeah. oh, look they got branded that it's weird but these movies are fucking great <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's yeah. where he went wrong yeah he, he filmed like instructional stuff about nexium as opposed to action movies yeah. right yeah idiot <laughs> listen christmas hounds this has been fun um but it is time to go. So, uh, everyone, you've heard me talk at length, patreon.com slash Rosen. Patreon. I'm on cameo. Lots of, lots of cameos happening lately. Um, I would like to thank all of the new patrons. Um, S.A. Stephanie F. Sugarbon 85. Crystal L has now signed up at a higher level. Tara M. Anna E. or Anna E. Jennifer G. Shannon F, Christine R, and Trice... S. Hello, Trice. I know him. Um, has now signed up at a higher level too. Welcome. I hope you are enjoying it. I love you guys. You're the best. Um, I'm gonna be doing a, a Patreon Zoom party this weekend for people at the confidant level or higher. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. And when I say this weekend, I mean the day after or the day after the day after Christmas. I have no, it'll be it'll be the twenty-sixth. Um, and then also follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. Um, please subscribe to my YouTube, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen and uh my Amazon shop amazon.com slash shop slash Rosen and if you like what you're hearing make sure you are uh subscribed and leave us a nice comment five stars is our favorite Wendy where can we find you what should we look out for
1: I am on Twitter at Wendy Molyneux I made a public Instagram <laughs> that is not just pictures of my kids uh I have a show that premieres February 14th called The Great North. It'll be on after The Simpsons, but before Bob's Burgers. I write for Great North and for Bob's Burgers. So you can check those shows out. So my Instagram is at The Great North Wendy. Um, that's my one that's out there. Um, David and I have a podcast that there will be a second season sometime. We are still working on it because I'm working 14 hours a day on the show and David is also working on other things, but we will eventually have it. Um, that was a really long, oh, and I thought of this, sorry. Can I promote one tiny thing? Of course. Uh, All our talk of Santa reminded me that my friend Ashley Perryman-Quatch illustrated a book called Santa's Husband, that if you (laughs) would like an alternative view of Santa, and it's very funny and cute and appropriate for children, um, that I just thought I'd mention it because of all of our our Santa talk, that people might like to check that out, especially maybe if you have an LGBTQ child who might be interested in a different view of their most beloved uh, Christmas hound of all. I love it. Remind me the name, the title again?
3: Santa's husband. Santa's husband. Yeah. I love it's very it. Cute. And the pod And your podcast, these are those tapes. Yes. Yeah. You David? can hear
2: seven episodes of it currently. I think wherever you get podcasts. And um it seems like people have enjoyed them, the ones that are out so far. And so um season two coming eventually. So subscribe is the best way to get them when they show up. And then um I apologize. I haven't been doing my normal podcast much during this And, uh, for a variety of reasons, but I'll get back to that soon. And, um, the movie show on sci-fi, I have a little, a little small part in, I think episode nine. I don't know which one it is, but, um, it's a fun puppet show. It's a silly sketch show. And then, uh, if you're an after effects whiz and you have any tutorials, I've been watching a bunch of those learning after effects. Um, send me, send me a link to your page. I'll check out your tutorials. Um, and I think that's – oh, if you want to listen to some of my stand-up, there's a bunch um, available through uh, iTunes and things like that, Pandora, uh, all those places. And then um, there's an animated stand-up special I made called One-Headed Beast that's on Amazon Prime and Roku and a variety of other places. That's it for me. Now, if they want to send it to you, how would they do that? The best way is just to go to my website and email me directly. Um, sometimes people message me through some of the other apps and I don't always see those and or remember to reply. So the, the, the old fashioned email, you can (laughs) put a stamp on an envelope and send that as well. But, um, I feel like that's the equivalent, right? Like
3: a website,
2: but it's, (laughs) it's the one I use the most. So (laughs) that's the most direct way.
3: All right. And tone zone.
0: I am at Tony Thaxton on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, wait, I forgot I was supposed to do it like this. I am at Tony Thaxton. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And Christmas is December 25th. That's all I got.
3: Oh, I knew something was coming up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone who celebrates Christmas, Merry Christmas. Um, Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Um, You're the best. Listeners, I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know? Allison Rosen Show. We had
2: a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen.